Broadcasting live from the RNR studios in Las Vegas, Nevada. It's the premier destination for an inside look into the Las Vegas Raiders. You're in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor. Presented by Tequila Embajador. And here we go. What's good, Raider Nation? Welcome back to Raider Nation Radio 920 AM. On a fast and furious head spinning I don't know whether it's I'm up or down uh, Monday, first day of free agency, officially, unofficially, official, unofficial, whatever you want to call it. Uh, teams are talking to players, consummating deals. They can't sign it until Wednesday. Uh, that's not like, a, and it's not just a fake thing because think about it this way. Teams are signing players right now or, quote, unquote, coming to terms with players right now that are over the salary cap. And, and uh, the big thing is when it all becomes official on Wednesday, everybody's got to be under the salary cap or at the salary cap. That's how it works. You can't sign anybody come Wednesday if you don't do the other side of it by getting under the salary cap. So, yes, you're agreeing with players right now, but you can't make it official until you're aligned uh, with the salary cap. That's not an issue for the Raiders yet. Uh, we'll see where they uh, where they go the rest of free agency. Uh, but, you know, it's not some kind of ha-ha, fake, wink-wink type of thing going on. It all has to be in adherence to the league rules, and you have to be at whatever your salary cap is. And, you know, uh, the league-wide is $182.5 million. Everyone's working on a slightly different salary cap. But uh, just because you're agreeing to terms doesn't mean that moves don't need to be made by the team that's agreeing to terms with players. And if you're in the case like the Rams, who just signed um, Leonard Floyd to a big deal, they're so far over the cap that keep an eye on the Rams because players are going to be hitting the open market here pretty soon when they start trying to get under the cap. But uh, without further ado, we want to uh, bring in our good friend, uh, family member here at Raider Nation Radio, um, uh, without a doubt, uh, Q Myers. Uh, you can follow him uh, on Twitter at yourboyq254. He's the host of UNR, 3 to 6 p.m. on Fox Channel on Fox Sports Central Texas. That's AM 1330 slash, oh, slash 93.9 FM. Q, how are you doing, my man? Man, I'm doing great. Anytime that I can be in the huddle, man, I'm good to go. You know, I'm like I'm like a kid, or not a kid, I'm like a player that's standing on the sideline next to the coach, and I'm just waiting for him to say, all right, Q, get in the game, get in the game. <laughs> well, so yeah, know. exactly. Thank you for that, and we do need you today because uh, we need your insight on everything that's going on. Obviously, in free agency, it's always the case that you lose some, you win some, you bring in guys. It's the, it's the revolving door. You know, guys are coming in, guys are leaving. Uh, and before we get to the big guy that's coming, uh, which I think is a huge move for the Raiders and, and Yannick Ngagwe, let's talk real quick about the guy that's uh, leaving, uh, and that's Nelson Aguilar. I can remember uh, this time a year ago, or uh, abouts, uh, and, and Raider Nation kind of complaining about the signing of Nelson Aguilar, and I go back to USC with, uh, with Ags, and all I know is you're talking about a guy that talented that could be just your reserve wide receiver. I'd never understood uh, at the time, um, the misgivings about the signings. But I think uh, Nelly proved to everybody what he was all about by the year that he had. Uh, your thoughts initially on on the Raiders letting him walk out the door. He got good money, and I'm really happy for him for that. Uh, but your initial thoughts on losing Nelson Aguilar? Yeah, he did get really good money. you know. And I was one of those guys, Vinny, I'll tell you the truth. I was one of those guys that, that doubted him. I didn't think that he was going to have a big impact. I didn't even know if he was going to make the team just because <laughs> the way the Philly fans reacted to him at the end of his career with the Eagles. But he proved me and everyone else wrong, came in and get those 48 catches, 896 yards, and eight TDs. 
and he was really Derek Carr's go-to guy, especially with the deep ball. So he proved his worth, but I just don't think that, you know, and, and this is what I said the whole time, yeah, we'd love to have him back, but I don't think that the Raiders are going to bring him back if they have to offer up too much money. And the deal that he got, the two years, $26 million, I don't know the breakdowns of it, but either way, I mean, that's the same money that they're bringing uh, Unique Ngakwe in for. And so I'd much rather them spend that money defensively and tell one of their wide receivers, hey, step your game up for us, go out and get another guy maybe a little bit cheaper. He did what he had to do. He proved it. He earned his money. Now he's going with the Patriots. So good luck to Nelly. And I was pleasantly surprised, and I was glad to be wrong about Nelly uh, when he signed with the Raiders a year ago. Yeah, now let me ask you this. Uh, how much of uh, not you know uh, matching that offer is John Gruden uh, understanding, hey, in my system, it's a fairly wide receiver-friendly offense. I could go find, um, you know, uh, a, a, a cheaper, uh, um, you know, replacement. Also, I've got Brian Edwards and Henry Ruggs uh, yep. that I'm really counting on. Or is there a big move, maybe, uh, with a wide receiver? Because you know John Gruden. I was talking to somebody in the NFL uh, not, not not long ago, and uh, it, one of the, it was in jest, but it was kind of like. How much truth is it to it? And and a response to a question I had was John Gruden doesn't care about defense. It's all about offense. So you know, and I it was right. kind of like said and joking, but at the same time, there is a little bit of seriousness in it. Do you think he might have an eye on on a on a big time wide receiver out there in free agency? I, I do. You know, I think that John Gruden has an eye on some offensive player at all times. You know, yes. like you said, he doesn't care about the defensive side of the ball. He's a really, really good offensive coordinator, turn head coach, turned a 10-year deal. And that's fine. That's fine. That's, that's what his bread and butter is. That's how he gets, he gets everything going, cooking. Uh, like you said, his offense isn't very hard to figure out as far as the wide receiver position goes. Uh, I think Henry Ruggs is going to be used and featured more in 2021. I think that that's something that needs to happen. Brian Edwards, if healthy, should also get a, a heavy dose, like you mentioned. And, yeah, I do think that there's a, there's a guy out there. It, it maybe it's Juju Smith-Schuster. Maybe it's someone else. It's not Corey Davis. He's going to go with the Jets, and that's fine. But I, I think that there's a, a, a guy that he probably has his eye on that he's probably going to make a move for, and I, it would not shock me at all. He'll never stop addressing the offense, and I don't think he should. The Chiefs don't stop addressing the offense, so why should the Raiders? That's a great point, and I do keep hearing Juju. For some reason, it's just like that little, don't forget about Juju Smith. Don't forget about right. Juju. So, you know, usually uh, I, I, I tend to, to pay attention uh, when it's that kind of flow. But uh, we'll see, and, uh, and, and I, who wouldn't be happy uh, if you're a Raider fan, if Juju Schuster uh, uh, was on the scene uh, alongside the, the, this young group of wide receivers, alongside Darren Waller um, yep. you know, in this offense. Makes a lot of sense. All right, so enough about John Gruden's offense. I'm sure he'd want us to talk about it uh, for the next 45 minutes, <laughs> but we got to move over to the defensive side of the football, which really is where the Raiders uh, need to be focused on without question yes. uh, after last year. Uh, your thoughts on Ngagwe, uh, I think it helps the Raiders' flexibility. I think there's a whole bunch of things now you could do up front. Um, you know, and, and it, with Gus Bradley and his creativity and, and also in conjunction with Rod Marinelli, who I think those two coaches are going to be aligned this year. I don't think that was the case last year between DL and, and defensive coordinator. But your initial thoughts on bringing in, in, in Gagway and, and what he means to, to this defensive line. Well, he's just a, a step in the right direction, you know, and it's a guy that I've been pounding the table for, for Vinny. I mean, I promise you, it's been like two or three years I've been pounding the table. He was still a member of the Jaguars, and I was telling uh, Raider Nation that the Raiders need to go make a move for the guy. Is he a suspect when it comes to the run stop? Yeah. 
But he's great at getting after the quarterback. And, well, the Raiders, they struggle getting after the quarterback. I mean, he had nine sacks. I saw people complaining about him having nine sacks last season. That's all? That's all he had? That would have led the team in sacks. You know what I mean? Like, this is what this dude does. I mean, he averages nine, ten sacks a season. Uh, I just think that it's a really good pickup. And I think what the 49ers showed everyone a couple seasons ago when they were in the Super Bowl and ultimately lost to the Chiefs, you can never have enough guys getting after the quarterback. Max Crosby, really good piece. Ngakwe is going to be a really good piece. Cleve Farrell, maybe you kick him inside. You know, there's more additions that need to be had, including the the, the, inter, the, the interior of the defensive line. But I think it's a really good step in the right direction. Plus, one of the biggest things that stood out to me, Vinny, he's still a young dude, and it's only a two-year deal worth $26 million. That's not the big major payday that he's been looking for since he was in Jacksonville. So that means he's still going to get hungry. He's still hungry. He's not going to get fat and happy and decide that, well, I've made it, I've arrived, I got my, my guaranteed money. He's going to want to go out there and prove that he's worth the big payday. So I think it's a win-win situation for the Raiders. I'm happy that they kind of took the slow, the low and slow approach to this, uh, you know, jumping into the tampering period instead of right at 12.02 decide, okay, hey, it's time to go ahead and announce that we got this other guy. I like what they've done, and I think Ngakwe is going to be a really good uh, addition to this defensive line. Yeah, I agree with that uh, wholeheartedly. And it'll be interesting to see some of these deals, whether they look more like the two-year uh, $26 million deal. that Because uh, I, I think that that's cut and dry. That's what it is uh, for yep. Ngagwe. Some of these other contracts, I'm kind of suspect. i got to look at the, the, the real numbers on what they really look like. Uh, because if I'm Ngagwe, uh, and you're right, he's only 25 years old. He turns uh, uh, 26 later this month. But, um, you know, in, in talking to some agents and, and, and people in the NFL, they were thinking that agents were going to say, hey, let's go shorter on the deals to get our clients out sooner uh, onto the market when the new TV deals c- kick in yep. and also that salary cap is in, is in, is in better shape. So uh, I agree with you. I think it was a good deal for the Raiders, and it allows them f- flexibility now uh, to go fix some other holes. Uh, I've been on the Dalvin Tomlinson um, yes. deal for a little while now. Yes. I mean, now, if you can, like, this would be a dream for Gus Bradley and Rod Marinelli, I'm sure. But if you could go get uh, Tomlinson now, um, what do you, where do you think that that would put that, that, that Raiders defensive line? Oh, man, I think it would make it a lot better. I mean, a lot better. They need that interior push. You know, that was something that Malik Collins was supposed to bring, and he didn't. You know, he wasn't that guy. Matter of fact, the first time in his career he didn't have a single sack in a season was the 2020 season with the Raiders. Malik Collins just was not that guy. So now he's with the Texans, so be it. But Tomlinson, man, he gets after the, the run. He can stuff the run, but he's also he's increased his ability to get after the quarterback. And so I think that that would be a key, and that would help that would help Crosby screaming in off of one side. That would help Ngakwe screaming in off the other side. That would help Cleve Farrell get loose. That would, I mean, that would really, really increase the pressure that you see from that Raiders uh, defensive line if you can get a guy like Tomlinson. I'm right there with you, and I think that if there's any move that they make for a defensive lineman after Ngakwe becomes official on Wednesday afternoon, I think that that should be the dude. Tomlinson, and I know he's going to cost a pretty penny, more most likely than what Ngakwe got, but I would love for the Raiders to get him, and I think he would just really, really help with, with Marinelli and with Gus Bradley. That would be the key piece that they're really missing on that D-line. I agree, and uh, here's the question. Um, I think he's expecting a lot of money, and he's expecting yeah. more than Ngakwe. But I wonder if that real money is, or that more money is, is actually out there and available. Not to say that he's not worth it. I just think in this right. climate right now, 
um, you might be, you know, I was t- talking to some, some some people over the weekend, and the the term "rude awakening," uh, you know, was 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 right. thrown around quite a bit in terms of what the expectations are and what the reality is uh, for these for these players. And I think it behooves some of these agents to get these d- deals done as quickly as possible because that money is going to dry up uh, quicker than, than than usual too. And I'm with you if they could get Tomlinson. That would really change the dynamic of that defensive line, and they can really start addressing some some other areas. Uh, all right, so John Johnson, that was my guy. Uh, I fully yeah. admit it, um, and I'm surprised that he that the number that he came in under. Uh, there was a story in Cleveland that he took a lot less money from a than than an offer that was on the table. I think that was the Detroit Lions, uh, where his former defensive backs coach Aubrey Pleasant is now in Detroit. Brad Holmes, um, the Rams uh, director of, of uh, pro scouting, is now the general manager of Detroit. I'm putting two and two together and thinking that it was Detroit. Nothing against Detroit, but Cleveland is in a better position right now to make a, a little bit of a run here than Detroit is, so he took less money to go there. I think that was a target for the Raiders. Um, they didn't get him. Where do the Raiders go at, in free safety now? That's a really, really good question because you're right. That was that was the guy that a lot of Raider Nation, I know you were uh, high on him as well. I thought he would have been a good fit on the back end of that defense. You know, I, I'm not too sure exactly the direction that they go. There's, I mean, there's guys out there that are available, but, you know, like Marcus Williams I thought would have been great, but he's staying in New Orleans on the franchise tag. Anthony Harris is out there. He's available. You know, he could be a guy that, that uh, the Raiders saying Gus Bradley says, you know what, fits on that back end. And I, I don't know if this guy is even someone that they've even talked to, to, but, I mean, maybe they pick up the phone and call Earl Thomas and see if he's still, you know, if he's, where his mind's at. I mean, I think at least doing due diligence. I'm not saying that he's a guy that has to be signed, but, I mean, he's familiar with Gus Bradley. Maybe you get him on a one-year prove-it deal and he goes out there and proves that he's not the knucklehead that he was reported to be when he was in Baltimore. Um, you know, there's, there's other guys that have said that they're willing to be uh, free safeties, you know, there's older guys that have said that they can move to the safety position. You know, maybe you, you, you look at Sherm and see if he can make the switch. I, I think there's options out there, and I think that you can get them at reasonable prices for everything that you've already rolled out about the salary cap and these agents trying to get it as early as possible. Some of these other guys are going to get exactly what you said, that rude awakening. All right, then I'm going to ask you to put on your Earl Thomas uh, hat, helmet, whatever it is. Uh, skull cap, whatever it is that he, that might be uh, that you might be hooding. I don't know, whatever it is. But all right, Earl, where are you at? What what would it take? What what do you want? What are you looking for, Earl? You know, if he was if it was me and I was trying to get back into the league after missing the whole season, and you want to talk about rude awakening, I don't think when Baltimore released him, he ever thought he was going to miss the whole twenty twenty season. Uh, I, one, I would prove that that was just a bad run. I had some things going on in my life. And I'll go out there and prove it. Gus Bradley's my guy. He can get me to play where I need to play. Uh, give me a you know a one year deal or a two year deal with you know maybe the second one being a team option. Uh, you know, hit me with one year, ten million. You know, I mean, I, I don't think he can demand a whole lot. That might be overshooting too. You know, what I mean that that might be way too much for him at this point. He might have to take a lesser deal just to prove that he's not going to be a liability. He's not going to be out there freelancing like what was reported while he was. Uh, with the Baltimore Ravens, and and really just kind of want to go out there and help be a leader in that back end and help improve this uh, this Raiders defense. Um, like I said, I I think it's a long shot really to get him. He may just be done, dried up, and, and it's a wash. But I would at least you know kick the tires just to see mentally where he's at and and if he even wants to make a run. We're talking to uh, Q Myers. Uh, you could follow him at your boy Q two five four. 
uh, a really good friend uh, of the family, uh, Raider Nation Radio uh, and beyond. Uh, no question about that. Um, okay, so uh, we, we talked a little bit about a wide receiver, about defense. Um, I don't know. As I sit here today, that offensive line is looking mighty thin right now. Um, yep. I think they get it fixed. Obviously, they have to. Um, but where are you at with this offensive line? They may not. Gabe Jackson's still on the roster. I think they're going to play that as long as they possibly can uh, up until Wednesday. And if they can get things done without having to move him, then maybe they don't have to move him. Um, and we'll, so we'll see about that. Uh, there's a there's the left tackle or left guard uh, is right now uh, John Simpson, the rookie from Clemson. I don't know if they, you want to go into a season counting on that rookie or that second year player uh, to right. get the job done. And there's no right tackle. Um, so uh, where do you go on the offensive line? You know, well, one, I hope that the Raiders go and resign Denzel Good. I think that he earned a contract extension. Uh, he's one of those guys that went in there and was a Swiss Army knife for Tom Cable. Any position he needed to be played because of injury to either Trent Brown or Gabe Jackson or Richie Incognito, he was able to go do. I think he earned a contract extension. Those are those guys that you root for, you know. So I hope that Denzel Good gets signed. I know that Kyle Long is, is uh, you know, visiting with the Raiders, and that was following you on Twitter seeing that. And, you know, maybe he is now 100% healthy. That's the report. Apparently he's in really great shape. Maybe they decide to keep him in, in Vegas and not let him get out of town and go visit Kansas City. And maybe they can keep him there on a one- to two-year deal. And, of course, Gruden loves the last name and loves the, the team history. You know, so that's, that's going to be something. And uh, I think that would be a good, a, a good pickup. But also, I mean, the draft is deep with tackles. You know, and I yes. know that it's kind of dangerous going with rookies, but the draft is so deep. And I wouldn't be shocked to see if the Raiders go after a guy with the number 17 overall pick that they think is a great fit and could be an anchor for a long time, and he'll be on a, on a rookie deal. You know, I could definitely see them making that move. Um, Simpson, I like, you, you know, the fourth-round pick out of Clemson a year ago. I could see him sliding into a spot. I honestly don't have as much concern about the offensive line. They have work to do, but I'm not as concerned as I would have been even like a year ago. But after seeing what Tom Cable was able to do when Brown went down and Richie was out and Gabe Jackson gets you know kicked out of a game, I'm thinking, okay, they're onto something here. They, they got something. Cable's figured it out, and, and he's getting these guys in the right position. So I'm really a lot less concerned about where this offensive line is going to be. I think it's all going to work itself out in the wash. On the other hand, if you're Derek Carr, you're probably thinking, man, I don't want to have to rely on Tom Cable working magic <laughs> right. every week. Go get me some offensive linemen, for crying out loud, but we'll see. Uh, I'm right. with you. I think Tom, Tom did a great job, and uh, he definitely earned his money last year. Um, and I think that they'll, you know, there's plenty of time to get that thing rectified and fixed and, and solidified uh, in a way where, you know, hopefully – Game in and game out, you know who you're going to be able to line up uh, at every position across the board. Uh, but we will see. Q, thank you so much for spending some time with us in the huddle. It's been too long. Uh, I want you back uh, ASAP, so we'll make that happen. appreciate all the insight. Uh, take care of yourself, and thanks for spending some time with us in the huddle, my man. Hey, appreciate you, man. Keep doing a great job. I love following what you're doing. Great work. All right. Thank you very much, and, and likewise, uh, really appreciate you as well. Uh, that's Q Myers, a uh, great friend of the family. Uh, obviously, uh, you all know him uh, from Raider Nation Radio, uh, was the co-host of the show right before uh, I came on Silver and Black today. Um, so, uh, so you know the voice, you know uh, the man, uh, and he's always as good as advertised. Really appreciate uh, Q coming on uh, and spending some time with us in the huddle. You're in the, you are in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor, brought to you by Tequila Embajador. We'll talk to you on the other side.
no one gets you closer to the Las Vegas Raiders. You're in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor. Well, all right then. It's not a lonely night for the Raiders or their fans, I might add. Uh, Yannick Ngagwe is in the fold, uh, thanks to uh, Q Myers, uh, who uh, stopped by and uh, spent some time with us in the huddle just a little while ago. And uh, yeah, he's been beating the drum uh, for Yannick Ngagwe for a while now. And there was a little touch and go last year. Uh, with the Raiders potentially trading for Ngagwe. But you know what? All things work out, apparently. Uh, the Raiders didn't have to give up any assets uh, to go get him. I think the Vikings gave up a second-round pick uh, to get Ngagwe last year. Then they uh, f- turned around and traded him to Baltimore. I want to say it was a fourth-round pick uh, that they traded him for. So uh, the Raiders just sat back and said, yeah, we'll just wait uh, till he hits the open market. Then we'll swoop in and get him without having to trade any, uh, any picks. So uh, good move for them. Uh, to help solidify uh, their defensive end uh, position. And uh, I really think that um, we'll see where they go on the interior. Uh, but if they can grab somebody in free agency, I keep touting uh, Dalvin Tomlinson. I think he fits now, and it would just really turn that defensive line uh, around. And you look at what happened in the t- with Tampa Bay when they went out and started uh, investing in some veteran defensive linemen and how it changed the complex of their defense. Uh, I think the Raiders could be following that blueprint, but we'll see where they go uh, at defensive tackle uh, here tonight. Who knows? Tomorrow, uh, we'll keep an eye on uh, That's for sure, though. Uh, back to the Raider Nation listener line, because Robert is in Portland, and he wants to talk about the Raiders. How you doing, Robert? Yeah, hey, uh, condolences about Johnson going to the Browns for 11 mil per, but that's life. Um, hey, uh, I'm worried that, uh, you know, they're going to hold on to Mariota and – and Jackson to the last minute, and I think you rightly identified that. I think they're doing it for a reason. I think they, I think they really want to hit a home run in the secondary still. And I like King, even though he's a slot corner, uh, the kid that was traded by the Chargers to the Titans. Uh, he's, he's also a great return guy. I think that he would be worthwhile. Uh, I don't think anybody's got him yet, and uh, I think it fills a spot, you know, with Joiner going bye bye. I think he would be a you know a, a great addition. Do you or do you disagree? Yeah, no, I, I I do agree. And you bring up a good point, really about uh, about Gabe and, and Marcus Mariota because uh, and this is why this tampering period versus the official day of free agency on Wednesday is such an important distinction to make. The Raiders can sign whoever the heck they want uh, or or agree to terms with whoever they want for whatever they want. Really, honestly, uh, or today. Uh, they just have to make it work on Wednesday. So um, if you're if you're the Raiders right now, and uh, y- you know if you can you you can see where you're at by Wednesday if you've filled a bunch of holes without having to tap into you know the the financial resources that uh, Gabe Jackson and Marcus Mariota uh, represent, then maybe you don't have to walk away from them. Your team is better with them, or you know, you can restructure their deals or, you know, you, you, you let them go if need be. Because if you can, if you, if you hit all your targets uh, here in free agency, then that's probably going to, um, you know, uh, mean you're going to have to get rid of 
the $19 million that those two players, or actually $20 million that those, that those two players, you know, represent to your salary cap. So I think they're playing it fairly coyly and prudently, really not coyly, more prudently. Like if we don't have to get rid of them, why get rid of them? Uh, but um, if, 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 if we hit all of our needs, and when I say we, I'm talking, obviously this is the way the Raiders would be thinking. Uh, if you hit all your needs and don't have to uh, get, or maybe even miss on some of your needs, but uh, in, in, you know, and in the process, uh, you figure, okay, just go take care of that in the draft, but we'll keep uh, Gabe Jackson. We'll keep Marcus Mariota. So we'll see uh, how that all plays out. But right now they're, they're both on the roster and you don't have to do a dang thing. Uh, until it's time to do it, and that's on Wednesday, what, about 1 o'clock uh, Pacific Coast time, where you have to be in adherence to the new salary cap to start the new league year. Right now, you can agree to whatever you want for however you, much you want, uh, and then figure it all out before Wednesday at 1 o'clock. Uh, thanks for the call, Robert. I really appreciate it. Back out to the Raider Nation listener line. Graham wants to talk about the Raiders. How you doing? Howdy, Vin. Uh, I, I was also kind of on the John Johnson train with, was slightly disappointed to see him uh, go to the Browns, but moving on with a, a deep safety draft with guys like Trayvon Merrick and Richie Grant, Javon Holland. Uh, do you think there's a chance that the Raiders spend a little bit more to acquire a premier corner like Shaquille Griffin or William Jackson? I don't. I'm not. I'm not sure. And the reason I say that is, I think they there. There's hope um, in the building that Damon Arnett is going to be the player that they thought he was going to be. And I. I, I you know, recite this all the time, but in training camp, when 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 Damon was healthy, um, you know, not playing with a big old club on his hand, uh, mm. he looked really good. And I have to say that, like, he jumped out at me. Like, I was like, whoa, that's Damon Arnett. Oh, wow. And I watched that dude day after day defend everybody from Darren Waller uh, to Hunter Renfro to Henry Ruggs uh, to Nelson Aguilar. And he looked good. He looked the part. He looked confident. Um, it wasn't until after he re-injured the right wrist, then played with the club for you know those first three games of the season, then really hurt himself again in that third game, had to undergo surgery, missed seven weeks. That whole thing, that whole combination, you can't just discount that. You know what I'm saying? Like Raider fans need to understand that really curtailed his season, and it affected his play, and it affected his level of play. It also affected the way he could keep his body in shape. You can't lift weights when you don't have your use of your right hand for six, seven weeks. So um, it damaged him. It hurt him. It sabotaged his rookie season. But I, if you can go back to the player that he was in training camp, and I'll say this, now that he's healthy and now that you know he's moved on from the injury, I, get, I, know, I know for a fact he's working out right now, like diligently. Um, he's putting the work in right now and, and eating right. Watch... The, the the player that we see come in here in in uh, in OTAs and then in training camp, I'm almost going to guarantee that he's going to look different to you. Like if you're paying attention and you're looking at what he was, let's say in October of last season, to what he's going to look like when they show up to OTAs and then in training camp. Just look at the difference. Look at it might be subtle, but it's going to look different, and he's going to be better off for it. And now he just needs to stay healthy. I think there's some fundamentals that he needs to clear up you know on the tackling and to avoid injuries but if he does and I I, I know that he wants it um, I think he's going to be fine so investing heavily in a cornerback oh man I don't know I'd rather I'd rather the Raiders devote that money to um, to free agency at safety 
I do think, you know, they, they brought in, obviously they've brought in some cornerbacks uh, to take a look at, um, and one of them being uh, A.J. Uh, Boye from the Jacksonville Jaguars uh, by way of the Denver Broncos. Um, keep an eye on those type of guys, guys that could start for you, guys that could be solid relief players for you. Um, but you bring them in in conjunction with a Damon Arnett and a Trayvon Mullen rather than in lieu of. Now, they know more than I do in that building. They're monitoring uh, uh, Damon Arnett. Um, they see where he is right now. They're keeping in touch with him. I'm sure he's showing up at the facilities. Uh, at the facility, so they have a better idea. And and if they they aren't confident that he's going to show up, uh, the Damon Arnett that was in training camp come, you know, uh, OTAs and and August in, in, in training camp, then maybe you make a move at cornerback. But I don't get the sense that there's a a sense of urgency at that position. I think they want to let these young players grow and develop and be the players that the Raiders believed that they were going to be when they drafted them uh, and then fill in behind them in depth because you obviously you can't have enough corner, good cornerbacks. It's just not possible. If you're almost going into every game uh, almost wishing you had a couple more cornerbacks to be able to play. That's just how uh, important that position is. But I think the, the, the plan, first and foremost, is to make sure Damon Arnett and, and Trayvon Mullen are out on that field developing uh, as as they need to be. Uh, thanks for the call, Graham. I really appreciate it. Uh, back out to the Raider Nation listen line. Stephen wants to talk about the Raiders. How you doing, Stephen? Hey, Vinny. How are you today? So We're doing good, thanks. You, probably, you, you may have already addressed this, but I want to say congratulations to Devontae Booker. The kid worked hard last year, and he got paid a little bit, so that's good for him. But I think we're going to pick up RB2 in the draft probably anyway. But um, the, the, the whole Gabe thing confuses me. Do you think there's a chance that that was floated as kind of a way to say, hey, Trent, we're getting rid of Gabe and keeping you um, and, and a way to say to the Patriots, you better make a deal if you want him because if not, we're going to keep him. And secondly, to that point, is Denzel still on the radar so we could have Colton, Denzel, Rodney? Um, I mean, wh- wh- what do you think the offensive line looks like at this point, I guess? Yeah, no doubt. I think Denzel Good is definitely uh, still in the picture. Um you know the Gabe Jackson thing uh, again. As I as I you know uh, talked about earlier, um, I think it's just one of those situations where you know I, I he's got nine point seven million dollars on this year's contract. It's not guaranteed, so they could walk away risk free, no penalty, nothing, um, and and let him hit you know the the, the open market. Uh, but if they don't, but but. At the same time, I think preferably they would like him to, to restructure. Maybe that's what he does after it's all, all the dust is settled. Um, okay. But right now he's not hurting them being on right. the roster because nothing counts until March 17th um, on the ledger. So, you know, if you're the Raiders, you're, you're uh, what's that in betting? It's you're either not doubling down, but you're protecting your bets, I guess, is what it is. Covering what it your says. bet. Exactly. I also grew up in the school of thought that a burden hand in the hand is better than two in the bush. And even though Gabe maybe not PFA graded out the best last year, you still have Gabe, Gabe next to Rodney, and you still have Denzel if you wanted to, if Richie doesn't come back on the left side, or is Denzel, well, he's a swing. He could do guard or tackle, right? Yes, definitely. Uh, I think he's more okay. suited at guard, but but he definitely can. But, um, you know, it's I mean, interesting like with, with – Go ahead. I, I like the idea of Gabe better than somebody I don't know. I guess. Yeah, you know, and and again, if if 
it, it, it all depends on if the Raiders can can hit their targets without having to dip into that salary, that 9.7 that he's owed, then great. Um, or if they do and they go over and they have to cut him, then you can do that. Um, so there's there's ways to, to – to, or or when it's all said and done – um, you know, maybe, maybe they, maybe at that point, uh, Gabe is like, okay, you know, I kind of see how the market went for, for guards. Uh, I'm better off extent, you know, restructuring my contract, maybe getting another year out of it at a lesser number this year. You know, there's, a, there's a lot of different, or something. yeah. And then also, also, um, once all the dust settles after, um, after you know this first wave, these next two days, and as we loom and and head toward Wednesday, maybe other teams have you know like you know teams will have a better idea of what their team looks like now, right? After these next couple of days, so if there's a if there's a guard thirsty um, team out there that didn't hit their guys and feel like, hey, Gabe Jackson, you know that's that's our best option at this point. Maybe they'll give something up for him. You know what I'm saying? So there's a lot of different ways to manage this rather than just cutting him right now when you don't need to cut him right now. You can you can hold on to him and he can be somebody that you go into the next year with. He's somebody that you can restructure. He's somebody that you can trade. Or if everything else fails, then you do release him and collect that 9.7 under the salary cap. So, uh, you know, th- this is a tough business sometimes. And I know Gabe Jackson probably wants to get on with his life one way or another. But right now he's kind of in limbo. And that's just the way it works. And I'm sure the Raiders have come to him and said, hey, you know, we would like to restructure uh, your deal. Uh, I'm not saying that did happen, but I'm kind of thinking it did. And obviously, if that did happen, then Game Jackson uh, probably said, I, I don't want to do that. And so now he's kind of in limbo. And he's at the, uh, you know, he's at the behest of what happens these next couple of days uh, for the Raiders. Back to the Raider Nation listener line. John wants to talk about the Raiders. How you doing, John? Vincenzo, hey man, I uh, just discovered your show last week. I'm a uh, Pittsburgh transplant. I uh, bleed black and gold, or at least I did. I'm, I'm tired of the Tomlin administration. I'm tired of Ben. I'm tired of the GM. I'm, I want regime change in Pittsburgh. I'm a Las Vegan, and I'm really excited about this Raiders team. Nice. And, uh, hey, I, uh, and I'm old, too, man. I remember the Raiders-Steelers rivalry in the 70s. I used to hate the Raiders. but I'm a <laughs> if the, so, uh, so, so, you're, so let me get this straight. You're in Las Vegas now, and you're just going to adopt the hometown team. Man, I've been here for 10 years, and, boy, I, I never in my wildest dreams thought that I uh, would get an NFL team so quickly. It's just amazing. It's just great. How do you but like the, living out here? I, I, I've been here a year. I love it. I love it, too, man. Uh, you know, uh, I love the shows and the and the uh, uh, like I said I'm old I like to go out and see shows and you know enjoy it and uh, uh, you know this pandemic's put a crimp in that but uh, no doubt know, no gotta, doubt just gotta persevere but hey man the reason I called is uh, Juju Smith is a winner man he is uh, he's he's a bigger faster stronger Heinz Ward and Heinz Ward belongs in the Hall of Fame he's He's just a lovable guy. Maybe gets a little too excited on social media. You know, does a little too much. But he's tough as nails. He's a team guy. He's just a great kid. And, man, I would just be totally awesome if they could land Juju. Yeah, you know, I'll, I'll say this about Juju. Because, I, I, you know, I, I, people go to such extremes sometimes when, you know, you're, he's, he's, a, he's, a, he's a great kid, first of all. And I go back 
to my Southern California days, so I I, I know Juju for a, a while, and especially at USC, he's got a personality as big as Caesar's Palace, and I love that. And to be honest with you, I think the Raiders need a little bit more of that. Now, I'm not saying he's coming to the Raiders or anything like that. I'm sure that they would love to have him somehow, some way. Who wouldn't? But in terms of the play, the commitment, what he brings to the table as a as a as a wide receiver, the production that's that's uh, that's pretty obvious. Um, and then also the the personality that he brings. You need some of that, man. This is entertainment, and yeah, he doesn't I, do anything that hurts anybody. It's fun with Juju uh, Smith. I don't understand he, why that rubs anybody the wrong way. No, and he's tough, man. He's tough. You know, he. Uh... Uh, Vontez Perfect knocked AB out of the playoffs one year, and and Juju got payback the next year. Man, he just destroyed Vontez Perfect. So I loved it. Team- he had his teammates back. He had his brothers back. What more do you want? So, so yeah. And uh, he's the whole package. He'd fit like a glove uh, here in Las Vegas. I don't know if they they have you know these these defensive needs that they have. Um, you know that's that's gonna that's gonna make it a little bit difficult. But now that Nelson Aguilar. Uh, you know, ha- has left. Uh, if you're John Gruden, the offensive mastermind uh, that he is, and somebody that just loves offense, you you start planting a seed in John's head of Juju Smith, Henry Ruggs, Brian Edwards, Hunter Renfro, Darren Waller, and Josh Jacobs. Um, that starts to 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 get the juices flowing. I would imagine. And if you're Derek Carr. You're like, uh, where do we sign up for this? Uh, let's get Juju, Juju Smith in the building. So I'm not saying that it's going to happen, but I'm not ruling it out either. I don't know why I'm not, but I'm not. And so we'll yeah. see. We'll see uh, if, if anything uh, you know, comes, comes to be about that. Uh, but, but listen, uh, John, I appreciate the call. Uh, thanks for jumping on board. Um, you know, I, I, I respect you know, you're not jumping ship, man. You're you're rooting for the hometown team now, uh, and and there's there's something to be said for that. So embrace it. Uh, hopefully, the Raiders, uh, you know, make good on 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 their promise to you uh, as their new fan. Uh, but uh, but enjoy it. Keep listening. Call anytime. We're here uh, four to six every we'll single do, man. day. We'll do. All right, man. Take care, John. You're in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor. Brought to you by Tequila Embajador. Interact with the show. Text Vinny at 69187 or tweet at him at Vinny Bonsignor. This is In the Huddle with Raiders beat writer Vinny Bonsignor on Raider Nation Radio 920 AM. I'll be riding shotgun underneath the huffs. I'm feeling like someone. Hey, shout out to Nelson Aguilar and Devontae Booker, uh, a couple of class acts who bet on themselves last year on uh, basically veteran minimum uh, deals. It's probably, you know, um, what, 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 what was going out, what was out there for them last year, but they, uh, they, they, they weren't above it. Uh, they humbled themselves and played on, uh, you know, kind of paltry contracts last year, bet on themselves and it paid off. Uh, Nelson Aguilar going to uh, the New England Patriots, two years, $26 million. Uh, you love to see, uh, you know, the the good ones uh, get their due. Uh, Devontae Booker, uh, after a few down years in Denver, comes to the Raiders, was a really solid backup running back uh, to Josh Jacobs uh, last year. Uh, guess what? He just gets paid now by the New York Giants, two years, $6 million. 
Three million dollars a year, uh, yeah, that's that's decent money, and uh, and good for Devontae, good for Nelson. Uh, it opens up holes, obviously, uh, for for the Raiders. Uh, but um, you know, uh, I'm, I've been I've been uh, as the show goes on, I'm getting texts, I'm tapping in. Uh, you know that I got your back, uh, Raider Nation. They're still working it. Uh, the Raiders are still working it. I can't guarantee that something's going to go down. Uh, more is going to go down tonight, but. Um, as I just put out on a tweet, if I'm Raider Nation, don't go too far. You might want to keep checking back in as the night goes on because uh, I know that the Raiders are busy, getting busy right now, trying to make improvements. Uh, so we'll see, um, and we'll be the first, hopefully, uh, to report it. Uh, and, you know, another uh, just a, a, to point out uh, to, to Raider fans out there, um, you know, I'm not going to report anything until I can confirm it. And, um you know, if you see it someplace else first, I don't, to be honest with you, I don't care. Uh, but I'm not going to report it until I can confirm it through my sources. There's a lot of nonsense going on out there. I can't, sometimes I see some of the things that you see, some of the tweets that you see. Sometimes I don't. I'm just getting the information from, you know, uh, um, from my sources. So whether it's 30 seconds later than somebody else might, an hour, uh, you know, uh, away from, you know, somebody else tweeted something else out, that's not my concern. My concern is getting the most accurate information uh, to Raider fans and to readers. That's my pledge to you. So I'm not going to put something out out there official until I get it officially from my sources because been burned in my career as other journalists have um, you know when when you when you just throw something out there or or repeat something and I don't do that uh, that that somebody else puts out there uh, as if you got it or something like that I don't do that and I'm not going to do that uh, trust please rest assured that when I put something out there it's only because I got it officially I can confirm it through my sources, and that's the only time I feel comfortable uh, about reporting something. So, uh, you know, um, I, you just have to understand how it works, how it works from my perspective. Um, I have to do things the way I do them, and that's confirming information before I put it out there. So, uh, so anyway, uh, again, the Raiders, I can, I can confirm <laughs> the Raiders are working it right now, like working it, working it. Uh, and so they're trying to close some holes. They're trying to get better. This is the time of year to do so. Uh, and uh, not guaranteeing anything is going to happen tonight, but uh, but I wouldn't be surprised if it did uh, either. Uh, big day already uh, for the Raiders, uh, whether it's bringing in uh, Yannick Ngagwe, who I think is a great first step uh, along the defensive line, um, but I expect more moves uh, at that spot or alongside him. You know, I think free safety obviously is a position uh, that the Raiders have to uh, address. Um, offensive line, uh, we'll see how they go about doing that. The Gabe Jackson situation, he's in a little bit of a limbo right now. But, hey, that's the way it works sometimes. Uh, kind of unfortunate for him, I'm sure. Um, but, you know, he's either coming back to the Raiders at 9.7 or a restructured deal, or he goes out in the open market and shows that, you know, um, that he can go get more. Uh, than, than whatever it is maybe that the Raiders are asking or, or, or talking about in a, in a restructured deal. So we'll see. They, they may not have to get rid of them. If they can close deals and close hole, holes uh, without having to utilize the $9.7 million that Gabe Jackson represents uh, to them in the salary cap, then so be it. You, you know, why? You don't have to, you know? So they're holding on to him for some reason. They either think that they can close these other holes with the with the uh, with other money that they have available to them, 
uh, or that once the dust settles, a team's going to say, hey, I got a big hole at guard. Uh, I'm willing to give up a fourth-round pick uh, for Gabe Jackson, and maybe the Raiders get an asset for uh, for, for trading him. Or if, if all the dust settles and there's really no, you know, tradable spot for him um, and the Raiders need that money, then maybe uh, that's what they do. They just go ahead and release him. So we'll see. Uh, but I want to say thank you to Sam Gordon. I want to say thank you to Q Myers uh, for, for joining us today. It's a busy day. It's going to be a busy night. It's going to be a busy Tuesday. And it's going to be a busy Wednesday. It's going to be a busy week. Uh, there's a lot to happen uh, because you're not just talking about this first wave of free agency. Uh, you're talking about a second wave that's coming, and it's going to come strong. And it's interesting uh, there are some moves that have already happened that are second moves, second day, second phase moves. It's almost like teams are doing. Some teams are doing the secondary stuff first, uh, and these 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 first wave caliber guys are kind of waiting to see you know what's out there for them. And I think that they're going to be in not necessarily a rude awakening, but uh, the market's just not going to be where it's been in the past. It just isn't because of where the salary cap is, what COVID nineteen did to revenues. So. Um, you know, agents and players, those top, top line players just got to have to come to grips with that and figure out a way to do deals that probably get them out on the open market uh, as quickly as possible. So that could that could help teams like the Raiders who want some short gap help somewhere and go get it a veteran at a, uh, at a, at a nice price. Uh, anyway, we'll be back at it tomorrow, 4 to 6 p.m. in the huddle, uh, brought to you by Tequila and Bajador. I am sure by the time we hit the airwaves tomorrow at 4 there will be some news to report, uh, but uh, thank you to everybody, all the listeners, all the callers. I know it's a great time of year. I'm fired up, just as I know Raider Nation is. Can't wait to talk to you guys tomorrow at 4 o'clock.